0: Welcome to I Don't Need an Acting Class with Milton Justice.
1: So uh, the good news is this is the beginning of the fifth season of our podcast, which I personally cannot believe. Uh, We have had over 100 episodes. And if you ever want to reference the episodes, we actually have a website which I completely forgot about. It's called I Don't Need an acting classcom And so if you go to there, you'll find all the episodes that we've had. So um, thank you all for listening. I can't believe that we're starting our fifth season. That is just absolutely unbelievable considering when we started, I thought we'd be doing very, very well to do like three months. Anyway, my hat is off to my producer, Walker Vreeland, who has been unrelenting about uh, staying on top of this. So one of the things I want to do is, uh, as some of you know, the, the podcast is based on my class. So I thought it would be interesting if you all in the class took this opportunity to talk about either what maybe you think needs to be addressed, what are things that are confusions, maybe even things that have come up that have been revelations. Just any reflections. I mean, most of us have been together now for quite a while. We've managed to go through a lot. And the thing about acting is there is a lot. I go back to the first chapter of the definitive book on acting, where, yes, thank you. And in the first page, I mentioned the story of the centipede, which I stole from somebody. And the idea was the centipede was walking very, very well until somebody pointed out that each leg was doing something different. And so suddenly it was like he couldn't walk at all. And so I think with a lot of this, and the reason it takes so long is that there are so many elements to acting. And I think some things are confusing for a while, and then all of a sudden one day they just clear up. Anyway, so I'm curious about areas that you personally have that are confusing or revelation you've had. Yes, Tamara. I
2: think the revelation that's been most important to me
0: is the biggest sin in acting and how easy it is to make it Uh, through our work together. It's really clear now that I do jump to performance. And while I feel I'm struggling at this part in my journey to becoming a great actor, I'm happy that I recognize it because now I can see it in other actors that I've previously loved,
2: who I won't mention here. <laughs> but I can see how they're not
0: being authentic. I
2: can see how they've chosen to be angry, be sad, and how it disconnects
0: them from what's really being said in the text. So I'm happy we're here in class now so that I can work on being authentic, being present, not doing a performance.
1: Good. I'll buy that. That's, that's terrific. Anybody else comment? Yes,
2: Arrow. Revelations for me come in place when it comes to researching the author, researching the time. It really allows my creativity and my curiosity to dig deeper, to keep searching, to find why certain things may have meaning and why things are said. So I think a lot of the acting teaching that goes around nowadays is more built for TV and quick fixes. This really gives us depth. And I think that was a big revelation for me. Even though I've studied it in the past, it never made sense to me. And I think you explained it in a way, and you were patient with us, that I'm actually using it, and it's allowing my performances to be much deeper. And it's not, I'm not throwing it out there wondering what's going to happen. It's more specific.
1: Yes, I love that too. I I sort of reported my conversation with Sharon Carnegie a couple of weeks ago, and she's preparing a speech about learning and experiencing and the necessity of learning in order to experience. And I thought it was such a smart way to look at it that In this imagined world that we're talking about, in this fictional world that we're talking about, the more we know about it, the more we're able to believe it. And I I thought that was great. I thought that's so interesting to me. And then suddenly the behaviors, the behavior of my character in this world starts to make sense. And I continue to find that. I think it's a reason I continue to find no matter um, what work we do on anything that I might've worked on before. Now, this time I'm looking at it in a new way and this time I'm getting more depth. And suddenly I understand my character's behavior more. And I, I don't know how anybody can ever get to being a, a, a big actor without doing that. I mean, I cannot even remotely imagine anybody th- thinking, I have enough information in my limited life to play anything. And part of the joy, I think, is doing that work. Even the, dry, you know, Willie Loman's Drive Home from Yonkers the other day, all of a sudden I was finding something new that I'd never seen on the Drive Home from Yonkers. And I thought, how is that possible? I, You know, I've been doing this play for 20 years. It's like all of a sudden there was something new. And it gave me something else to be going on with him. Um, Yeah, anybody else had thoughts? I
2: think that in the last few months, what has freed me up a lot is a release from the... Academicness of how acting was originally taught to me that I have to write things down or that scene study has to be done and there's certain things that have to be figured out in in this scenario and that it's just about what's going to be fun for me and that the research can be fun and I can go down different roads that are just going to help me is tremendously freeing and the question I guess that I'm trying to figure out for myself which I really think is just me practicing it is what is going to be fun for me, which is never, there's never, you
1: know, one singular path to that. I, I think that is one of the most difficult things to trust. I mean, uh, something about our minds, is it has to do with our education, and not that any of us are scientific, but it just seems like that there is meant to be a methodology I, I mean, but, yeah, I've been teaching for 35 years. And, every, and throughout my entire teaching, everybody has looked for, so every time I approach a text, I should do this. And I realize that that is something we're desperate for. Do I work on the character first? Do I work on this first? Do I work on the past first? So I, I think all of that is both frustrating and kind of exciting, as long as you say, ooh, this is really exciting, I have no idea what I'm doing. So I I think embracing the fact that every time you work on something, it's going to be slightly different is really important. It's not that when I approach a text, it's the enemy. But it is that when I approach the text, it's the adventure. And I have to let go. There is a difference between getting, you know, preparing sides that are due tomorrow and working on a part where I want to be great. And so I I have to know going into that it's due tomorrow. I am not going to turn in Marlon's performance. This, this is not going to be my Meryl Streep moment. What it is going to be, however, is I have made very, very specific choices. And I'm telling you something, nobody makes choices. And so at the very least, if I can say, I think she's, and whatever that is, that gives me something. But so I, I, can, I can start something like that and then figure out so, A, how do I make that interesting? And B, as Kara Hope put on her list of questions, how can I do it in a way nobody else is going to do it? And, and that's just me. That to me is the fun of it. I always I, listen, I, the fun to me. And of course, I did it with my brilliant son during his years of auditioning. But it's like I knew what they were looking for. And so it was showing them something they weren't looking for or surprise them. And he had that once. The director said, you're giving us a huge problem. And he said, I'm sorry. And he said, yes, you're not what we were looking for, but you're the best one who's auditioned. (laughs) And he didn't get the part, but it was good to know, you know, they were looking for an Armenian. Anyway, but all of this is based on that I make choices and eventually I get very confident about my choices, but it doesn't happen overnight. I agree with Errol. The more I know about the, where I am and the period I'm in and who these people are, the more it gives me confidence. And I think that's what it's about. It's like when you watch actors for 50 years, you think of the ones that were really amazing that came in. And they were all confident. But they were confident in making choices that were really worth watching and interesting to watch. And boy, I'm telling you something. As soon as you phase out, as soon as you don't know what you're talking about, we do too. I keep referring to Cara Hope doing a 12-page monologue, but to her credit, I mean, God, I thought I was going to kill myself. She "Oh, all right, I'm sending it. We talked about it, and then she sent it to me, and I didn't lose interest, and that's important."
0: Everyone, it's Walker Vreeland, producer of I Don't Need an Acting Class, and we're so glad to have you back, and we hope you had a great summer. I Don't Need an Acting Class is hosted and created by Milton Justice. Director of Online Media is Evan Sollers, and music is by Jeffrey Keyser. The opening piece tomorrow is from his latest album, Playdate, featuring Shedrick Mitchell on organ, Ron Blake on sax, Richie Goods on bass, Ayushi Karnick and Nir Felder on guitar, and Kendrick Scott and Mayungo Jackson on drums. And what you're hearing now is M's Bedtime Blues. It's also from his album, Playdate. For more info on his work, you can visit JeffreyKieser.com. That's Jeffrey with a G-E-O. Please subscribe and rate and review the podcast. You can also follow us on Instagram at I Don't Need an Acting Class. And please continue to send your questions, comments, reflections to Milton. You can reach him at questionsformilton at gmail.com. Uh, finally, I just want to thank you. Uh, For your concern, those of you who have reached out or asked Milton about how I'm doing, um, I'm doing quite well. I have been accepted for a liver transplant. It should be happening relatively soon. I'm in great hands. I'm feeling very positive, very optimistic about it. I can visualize myself uh, on the other side of this. It's an enormous operation. But uh, again, I feel um, very confident in uh, both my ability to get through it and those that are caring for me. Uh, And all of your support and love just means the world to me and really does make a difference. It just lifts me up and makes me stronger. So thank you so much. What else? I feel like I forgot something. Oh, yeah, we have a website, I don't need an acting class.com. You can see every episode we've ever released there. Uh, you can contact us. You can find out more information on the book. Um, so check it out, I don't need an acting class.com. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you back here next week.